Welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle and entertainment podcast of the Columbus Dispatch, where we provide a taste of upcoming arts, entertainment, and leisure activities throughout Central Ohio. This is Earl Hopkins, features reporter at the Dispatch. And on this episode, I have Stacy Stathoulis, spokesman of the annual Greek Festival, who's going to talk about what attendees can expect for the 48th year of the annual event. So, Stacy, first of all, I want to say thank you for hopping on the podcast with us. Hey, good morning. Thanks. It's uh, good to be here. Absolutely. And so for people that haven't attended the Greek Festival, it's a very historic event. And like I said, it's in its 48th year. But if you had to define the experience in just a few words, what would they be? Yeah. Food, <laughs> delicious food, homemade pastries. You know, those are really the headliners of the festival. And, you know, for anybody who lives in central Ohio or is coming to visit and has never been inside the cathedral, it's really quite beautiful to see uh, on the inside. You know, the outside is a architectural marvel. Um, The inside is even more beautiful. So come for the food and stay and see what else we have to offer in terms of the cathedral and everything there is to see there. And this is the first time the event is taking place in two years. Obviously, with last year, like so many events, it had to be postponed due to, or canceled rather, due to COVID-19. So first of all, how do you feel about it returning uh, this year? And how was that preparation process leading up to this weekend's yeah. event? As cliche as it's going to sound, it, it really has been a roller coaster couple of months. Normally, in a normal year, preparation for the festival begins in January. And this year, we held a, a, a Taste of Greece event in May, the very first weekend of May. And it was all pre-prepared meals. Uh, and it went well. And we came out of it feeling confident. And, you know, uh, the state of Ohio was opening up. Mandates were going away. And so we thought, all right, let's let's put on a festival. So instead of you know, January planning began in May, and that already compresses the time frame. And then the, you know, the roller coaster really comes in what's transpired over June and July with the Delta variant and the spikes and the, you know, the back and forth between things. It, it's been, I don't want to be over dramatic. It has been agonizing in some senses planning the festival because more than anything, we want our volunteers, we want the people who come to feel safe. And that's required a lot of pre-planning and a lot of alterations to, you know, what we would normally do every year. So we're fortunate and, and we feel very lucky and blessed to have gotten to this point. And, you know, at some point in, I'll say about July, when we had done much of the cooking uh, for the festival, we all sort of looked at each other and said, okay, you know, we're having this thing. We're going forward. It's what we do. We're used to doing it now, 48 out of the last 49 years. And so, you know, we're, we're pushing forward, but we're doing it smartly and safely. And as far as the modifications you all have made, considering the rising cases in COVID-19 and the presence of the Delta variant, what kind of safeguards have you all implemented for this weekend's event and, mm-hmm. and, and in making it more safe for every attendee? Sure. Where, where we began uh, was looking at the space, you know, that's allotted to us uh, 
around the cathedral and on our grounds, our parking lot. And, and we looked at that first and thought, okay, how can we open up that space? In a typical festival year, we would be, you know, working to fill every, every usable space, you know, not only with food and drink and pastries, but in many years past, we've had jewelers and artists and people selling music and, and different things, uh, items, items from Greece, in addition to cultural exhibits. And that was the first area that we looked at and said, okay, let's pull back from some of those things and give people more space to enjoy their food, give people more space to feel that they can keep a good distance from somebody eating at the next table over. So those vendors, those cultural exhibits, they have gone by the wayside for this year. We fully intend to bring them back when it's safe to do so. But for this year, those things are are out in order to give festival patrons more room to, you know, feel safe, enjoy their food and drink, and, you know, take in their time at the festival. So that's where we started. And then, you know, you start to drill down further and you say, okay, you know, everybody who serves food already is wearing gloves and an apron. We're going to make masks available. Obviously, you you can't make that mandatory, but we certainly can suggest that it's that they're worn by people, especially if you're inside serving food to the public. We're going to ask people to not only wear the apron and the gloves that they always do, but consider putting on a mask as well. We've got hand sanitizing stations and hand washing stations throughout the festival grounds and area so that people can, you know, whether they're, you know, the honey from a piece of baklava gets their hands sticky or they just feel like they want to wash their hands uh, prior to getting their food or after having their food, there's going to be those kinds of things around uh, so people can can sanitize as they, you know, see fit to their level of comfort. And even with these modifications, from our conversations just about the festival and and Mm -hmm. noting what elements will still be incorporated as they have in past years, what will those be? From what I understand, there will still be, you know, traditional um, food items like baklava, like you said, you know, Greek music and dance and things like that. Will that still be an intricate part for this year's event as well? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as I said at the at the start of the podcast, you know, food is really the headliner. We'll have all of the gourmet food that people, you know, come to us and, and love every year, from grape leaves to pastizo and moussaka, which are both uh, lasagna-like dishes, spanakopita and tiropita. Uh, all of that will be indoors in the gym. And then in our social hall, there's a full array of pastries that'll be available. So again, the food is kind of the headliner. Outside in the parking lot, we have uh, an enormous tent that's in the center of the parking lot. We'll have live music and we have folk dance troops made up of kids of all ages who will be performing. They may look a little different this year. Here's another change that we made. We opted not to have the kids in traditional uh, folk costumes from Greece because we didn't want to You know, they would go into a a classroom or a locker room and change in and out of those costumes. They tend to be very warm. And we didn't want to put the kids in a situation where there would be, you know, several boys in one room, several girls in another room changing from shorts and a T-shirt to their folk dance costumes. So 
So this year they're going to be wearing the same T-shirt that was designed by a parishioner and jeans, and it will be a little more relaxed, uh, I guess is a better word I can say. But they'll be dancing to live music, and the people at the festival will have a chance to learn a few steps themselves. Earl, you can come down and we'll teach you some Greek folk dances. So that's out in the parking lot. And also outside, you know, you're going to find uh, a Euro booth and souvlaki and lots of other foods that are, are normally prepared and sold outside. So one, I guess the other, the other thing I would say about outside is there too, there will be fewer vendors. We will have more room for people to sit and eat and enjoy themselves, uh, both inside and out. Uh, at this year's festival. Got you. And I will say, Stacey, I am looking forward to learning some um, some Greek dances, some island songs too. You know, you can you can never uh, not want to try some of those things out, right? So Absolutely. yeah, so- you know what? I neglected something in talking about um, sort of what's outdoors. So we have a courtyard that runs along Goodale Boulevard, and it sits between the cathedral and the social hall. It's a great open air space. That will be available, too. We're going to have that as kind of a cafe or cafe neon, as the Greeks would say. We'll serve Greek coffee and more pastries, and people will be able to sit out there and and enjoy themselves as well. And I neglected to mention that when I first was talking about everything that we have available outdoors. So I wanted to add that. Got you. So in addition to many of the elements you just named, one of Mm -hmm. the biggest things that I I think people undermine or don't really think about um, as much as, you know, just the abundance of food, music, and dance that's really encapsulates Greek culture, right? You all also offer tours of the Annunciation Greek Orthodox Cathedral and some of like just the picturesque elements that are inside of it, right? So tell me how important that is to kind of tie, further tie in together this event. Yeah. You know, Greece is a country that is 99% Orthodox. And so a religion and culture are intertwined there. And while it's certainly not, you know, the same in the United States, we have about uh, 800 families in central Ohio that stretch, you know, all the way down to Athens and uh, Lancaster, uh, over towards Cambridge and Zanesville, families that come to our parish. And so the church is an integral part of our culture. And we want to share that with people. We want people to see, you know, the pristine marble that makes up the icon wall. You and I have talked before, the icons themselves are made up of millions of mosaic pieces. And the cathedral in Columbus is modeled after St. Sophia in Istanbul. And as you know, uh, the song says, Istanbul was once Constantinople. And um, was the, the seat of orthodoxy in the world, and it still is today. And so, you know, our physical cathedral is modeled after that parish in, in Istanbul. But here's the interesting fact. As big as the cathedral appears on the outside, it would four of the cathedrals in Columbus could fit inside the one church in Istanbul. That's how much larger that that structure is in Turkey versus here. So I just throw that out there for people to kind of keep in mind uh, when they come in and see what they're seeing. You know, we seat in the neighborhood of 400 people, plus or minus, uh, comfortably in our cathedral. And and so just 
you know, think about how much bigger St. Sophia is in Istanbul, and it gives you an idea relative to the size when you're looking at, you know, uh, the cathedral that we have right here in Columbus. And the other thing is, is that the cathedral sits, you know, at Goodale and High, and that's kind of the, the, the gateway or the transition period from the short north to downtown, and it's across the street from the convention center. And so a lot of people have probably seen the facility, have walked by it, have remarked about its architecture and how well it's lit up at night. But the festival gives them a chance to come inside and, and really see the cathedral and all of those features that I mentioned and, you know, learn a little bit about orthodoxy, too. Absolutely. And Stacey, out of all the elements you just named, what are you personally most excited about? I know you've been a part of the Greek festival for years at this point, uh, but what are you individually like most like thrilled about? Yeah, I'm, I'm biased <laughs> because during the festival weekend, I, I spend most all of my time in the gourmet food area. And, you know, I watch people who I've now seen, you know, come through the festival every year, year after year. We have some people who come and they will bring their own Tupperware and will buy, you know, 60 grape leaves that they'll refrigerate or freeze and keep uh, throughout the year. So it's it's obviously for me, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm biased towards the gourmet food. Um, I like seeing people come through our gates and how we'll welcome them and, you know, offer the best hospitality that we have uh, to offer. That's really what excites me about Festival Weekend. There's a Greek word that it's hard to describe, but the word is philoxenia. And I know everybody's going, where's my Greek to English dictionary? <laughs> but it, it really means honor within friendship. And, and Greeks take that to mean, you know, by extending my friendship, by extending my hospitality to people who I may know, I may know a little bit, or I may not know at all, by extending that hospitality, I'm, you know, honoring my house, my family. And, and that's really how we look at the festival. We welcome people, extend the best that we have to offer in terms of food and music and dancing and drink and all of that, and hope that people enjoy themselves and makes them want to come back, you know, another year. Yes. And for those that are listening to this podcast right now that are even more interested in attending this weekend-long event, where can they buy some tickets, Stacy? Sure. Well, tickets are sold at the gate, but to learn more about the festival, they can go to columbusgreekfestival.com. And, you know, all of their questions about dance performances, uh, food, you know, live music, all of that will be answered there. Tickets at the gate are $5. Um, they're good for the entire weekend. So if you come down on Saturday and, you know, fill up a plate of good food and go away going, man, I wish I would have tried this or I wish I would have tried a gyro. Uh, come back Sunday. Come back Monday. Your ticket is good all weekend long. Again, thank you, Stacy, for hopping on the podcast with me. Much appreciated. And I know, like so many others, I'm personally excited about this event. And I'm looking forward to soaking the Greek culture. Absolutely. It would be great to have you there. Gates open at 11 o'clock Friday morning. Come down. If, you're, if you work downtown, come out for lunch. We'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a special treat. And we'll kick our weekend off right. And I hope everybody has a great Labor Day weekend. All right. Thank you, Stacy. Have a nice day. Thanks. You too.